0: Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. So um, good morning again. Thank you for welcoming me here today. Um, Are there any central bankers here? (laughs) Next door, I think. Any students? Uh, Like five or so. And the rest is from the corporate world, I assume, or from the ICO world. Let's see. All right. I want to start with my talk with an announcement, the debt of the currencies. Why is this the case? I'm going to tell you a little bit later. But keep this in mind. So, um, do we really need blockchains everywhere? Um, Should everybody get a blockchain or access to blockchain technology? We believe so, yes. So, we we need to facilitate way more transactions than we do now on this planet. There are still plenty of billion people unbanked without access to modern tools of, let's say, Finance, but also identity or governance. And yeah, we are working on improving this. My name is Yanislav Malahov, and I'm here from Eternity Blockchain, which is a new blockchain for scalable smart contracts which interface with real world data. You could also say a better Ethereum. Um, so Again, what we want to solve here is the scalability. We want to facilitate as many transactions as possible for the world, whatever type of transaction this is. We also want to improve the governance. And the core question which we need to ask us here is how do we make collective decisions together on a global scale as well? And also one core thing which we improve with Eternity is the Oracle system and the interface with the real world data so that smart contracts can actually work on meaningful results. Um, yeah the scalability we're going to solve with state channels mainly state channels are a way how state of smart contracts does does not need to be written to the blockchain every time there's a computational step, even not at the beginning you just keep it among the counterparties this this, uh, contract the smart contract inside the state channel and uh, you are able to essentially do an almost infinite amount of transactions inside the state channels and in case there's a disagreement um, about the current state of the contract, so for example, one of the counterparties just disappears, goes offline, corrupts, then it would be settled and enforced by the blockchain, the blockchain acting here as a crypto court. Um, who knows this dog? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> All right, so we have about four or five people here from the crypto crypto sphere. <laughs> um, so, um, the oracles are something which is also crucial to, um, yeah, essentially any closed system. So, how does the real world data get into this system, into this blockchain world? And uh, we we use a well-defined concept of oracles so that you can also um, do some proofs to through the data. Um, whereas for example in Ethereum there essentially when it started there was no standard. It was just plain smart contracts as, as in code um, but no real standard to to work with this. Um, the the governance will be solved via via delegated weighted voting where one token represents one vote and yeah the vote can be delegated and it's fully transparent on the blockchain which is very important here as well, so that there's no more doubt about certain decisions of the users of the platform, of the community, of the people. And the mining algorithm, yeah, you might know that a real blockchain needs to have proof of work according to the original definition. So we also have proof of work, and um, yeah, we use a more egalitarian proof of work, which is, yeah, let's say. Um, we yeah, are even mineable on smartphones without a loss of performance by several magnitudes as we have seen with, with uh, SHA 256 and Bitcoin mining. So we use for this, for the core blockchain, we use a programming language which is called Erlang from um, Sweden, um, very much used um, in telecoms. Some people say the 4G, 5G network runs on Erlang. I have not checked this. Is anybody here from the telecom industry? Uh, financial industry who is using Erlang, also not, but yeah, Erlang also gets used in the financial industry. So, everywhere where it's important to have distributed fault tolerance and, and uh, yeah, non stop applications which are not allowed to simply go offline. And uh, yeah, so this is how we build our very scalable um, core blockchain core essentially, the new back end. Um, Here's a little overview of what we are doing, and um, so again, the core is built in Erlang. We do an alternative implementation in Elixir, Elixir is a programming language which runs also on the same virtual machine as Erlang, um, so makes uh, use of the same um, features as the um, the airline yeah, the programming language just in a, let's say, in a more modern way. Um, it attracts um, lots of Ruby on Rails developers. We also work on the mobile-facing, um, user-facing mobile applications in JavaScript and HTML, so that they also run on the web, and uh, on iPhone and Android at the same time. Um, we have also hardware, wallet, prototype, so, I imagine that in let's say two, three years from now, um, there will be ubiquitous access to to hardware wallets um, so that we can um, yeah um, make more or better use or let's say we will be more safe when we use crypto. Um, so it's not a good idea to use a general purpose computational device to sign transactions to keep your private key on. Um, we have already, already seen several hardware wallets um, in the crypto world. Um, one is uh, the Ledger and uh, the Trezor, which are, I think even now they're sold out, need to wait for a couple of weeks or months even to get one. Um, We've also, we also founded a charitable foundation, actually two, one in Vaduz in Liechtenstein and one in Sofia in Bulgaria. And... An incubator program will be announced shortly. This is parts of our team, um, mainly the the Erlang core developers and uh, some app developers um, just a couple days ago in London. Um, This is Liechtenstein, where our company is based and headquartered, and and as well as the foundation, it looks very much like Frankfurt. Um, You can have lots of work there if you want and enjoy the view from yeah, high above. And um, then, again, back to the apps. You can check a few prototype apps out on, on apps.com. They're working prototypes. They work on your mobile, for example, one voting app where you sign um, digitally your votes and publish them on a website, um, as well as on the blockchain. And uh, Proof of Existence app, which um, makes it possible that you um, save a proof of any documents, put it on the blockchain, and this way you yeah, are able to prove that this document existed at certain time and that you had access to it. This is our wallet prototype. We have already a better one, actually, a picture of our dev meetup. So yeah, I don't know, 150 years of airline experience in one room. Um, and yeah, we have also now an incubator program and a working space in Vaduz in the capital of Liechtenstein with about 600 square meters where we want to attract startups to build upon eternity blockchain on our smart contract platform and uh, work together on more apps to make more use of the projects, of the products um, to as many people as possible. Uh, so here's another overview um yeah, all right, how many minutes we have so ah, okay, so just a time all right, so um another overview of the project so some of you may know we we did a contribution campaign in in um April and May last year, and we collected um yeah enough ether and bitcoin to um, fund uh, lots of different projects and um, yeah now even also venue and new companies and the ecosystem of uh, eternity and um, the the um, company which is um, kick-starting all this this is eternity anstalt in Liechtenstein, and um, we have a Alexia Blockchain, Erlang Blockchain. Then the Ventures, which is a pro-profit company which works on the incubation of projects inside this um, ecosystem. I mentioned hardware wallets and the co-working space. Um, there's another one, another one we will open up in Berlin um, pretty soon. And yeah, we have also partnership or partnerships, several partnerships with Educational institutions such as the Software University and Sofia in Bulgaria. Um, and yeah, all right. So I start my talk with with an announcement that currencies are dying. Um, it's not just fiat currencies. I think generally all the currencies are dying. We're here at the Digital Asset Conference. It's not called the Digital. Cryptocurrency conference. Um, yeah, is Bitcoin a currency or is it a digital asset? So it's a good question, but why were currencies invented originally? So lots of people say that they were invented in order to facilitate trade, in order to make it easy to exchange goods and services in a bigger population or in a bigger community where not everybody wants the same things or services. And as soon as we get into the digital world where essentially a transaction is almost free and even if you do several transactions in a row it's very cheaply and you can essentially connect all the digital, digital assets in a chain of exchanges to exchange them into one, from one to another then there's no more real need for let's say one big currency so you are still able to to transact, to exchange value among your yeah, peers in the community in order to yeah, get to things which you want simply by using the, the assets which you believe in. So for example, you might believe in gold, you might believe in the Frankfurt School of Economics, you might believe in a blockchain or you might believe in Jesus coin. And yeah, I hope that in the future we will have choice and I think there's no more reason that we shouldn't have choice. In this yeah new digital era which we are breaking into, and um, yeah, um, are there any questions to this here? Yeah. So, uh, what is the SEC uh, going to do if we start paying with digital assets, which they deem to be securities that uh, we make just currency out of them? This is a very good question. Um, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not American, um, I'm European, and um, my background is uh, technology. And I can't give you an exact answer to this. I've heard lots of rumors about the SEC, um, but there's also a reason why we are not in let's say, why we are in in Liechtenstein, um, because there's a very stable system and there's, yeah, it's open-minded. And even if the SEC wants to ban things or, I don't know, America wants to ban things, it's a little bit difficult to stop uh, these things in a global decentralized world. And there are countries in the world where this will be, I mean... I mean, there are already regulation. Um, there's already regulation passing, or frameworks to uh, regulate digital assets, for example, in Malta or in um, what was it? Um, I think, I think Estonia, for example, and uh, Switzerland has also passed uh, some regulation or the law about ICOs. So, um, I don't think it's relevant what this SEC um, will. Um, Want to achieve? Um, is it is it stoppable? I don't think so either. So it's, uh, it has uh, lots of traction, there are lots of users, lots of big community behind this. It's what people want. Um, um, there might be some attempts to stop it, um, but I don't think this will work in the long run. No. And yeah, um, this is uh, my talk. Um, yeah. Um, You can write me or follow me on Twitter. And um, actually, my presentation is not on the blockchain, but you can still trust me.